People have been hunting birds since the dawn of time. They've been hunted for food, for feathers, and more recently for pleasure and sport. People hunt many different types of birds for many different reasons. And you are about to hear some of the stories behind these reasons. This is the GoHuntBirds.com podcast. here and it is friday january 27th and i'm here to chat with you a little bit about some bird hunting stories and things that have happened to me over my years of bird hunting this week's episode i'm going to chat with you about the share bird hunting uh, hashtag and how it uh, ultimately became our mantra right from day one so back in 2013 when we first started the company and i first got a website going and kind of made this whole thing an actual brand uh, we had a guy reach out to us uh, who found our website. I guess he was looking for guided fishing and hunting um, guide services and whatnot in uh, the Ottawa Valley area. And he came across our website because we had shared that we were supporters of the Safari Club International Initiative. And so those who don't know, Safari Club International is an organization that was founded in 1970. They uh, currently are headquartered at a Washington, D.C., and they have a mission to protect the freedom to hunt and promote wildlife conservation worldwide. They're the leader in educating and influencing elected officials and policy decision makers on the essential role of hunting and science-based management in a wildlife habitat. So they are a huge advocate of bird or bird hunting and hunting in general. And everybody kind of thinks that they're like the African lion safari type folks. Uh, they're not just for african stuff and uh, stuff overseas there for all hunters so their uh, their mantra is first for hunters so anyway the guy that uh, reached out to us he was from washington dc himself and he was originally from geraldton ontario and what we found out is every year he would uh, drive up to geraldton ontario to visit his family and uh, the Ottawa Valley was kind of his halfway mark to stop, spend the night, get a hotel and stuff. And every time he'd stop in here, he would want to do some fishing. And I uh, thought it would be a really great place to fish and hunt and check out. So um, did a little bit of online research, reached out to us, uh, got a hold of one of the guys who hunted with us on a regular basis at the time, a guy by the name of Mark uh, as well. And uh, he just reached out and said, hey, you know, listen, I'm looking for a fishing guide. Do you, do you guys know anybody? And, you know, being the people that we are and just kind of always advocates, we're like, well, hey, listen, like we can take you fishing, you know. So Mark took this guy, uh, his name was Dalton. So Mark took Dalton fishing uh, on the Ottawa River, had a great day, kind of got to know him a little bit. And uh, Dalton became, you know, a really great friend of ours over the over the years going forward. But uh you know, when Dalton was up here fishing, he asked about coming goose hunting. And Mark says, well, hey, listen, like, we can do that, too. And he said, well, would you mind if I brought up a couple of buddies? And uh, so he's like, yeah, no problem. 
So Dalton came back up in the fall, and he brought two fellows with him, a guy by the name of John and another guy by the name of Jeff. And so John and Jeff came up and hunted with us uh, over a couple of mornings, and they just could not believe that uh, we had such ample bird limits. It was September still. We had that 10 bird limit still going on. And uh, so these folks, you know, they, they resided in Maryland, but Dalton worked in Washington, D.C., which is a short commute in. Um, so in Maryland, they have a one-bird goose limit. I think at the time they might have had a two-bird two goose limit, but they are now down to one. So when they came up here and they were allowed to shoot 10 geese each, they just thought that they were insane. They were like, one guy joked he was looking over his shoulder nonstop to uh, look for the conservation officer. He called him Mr. Green Jeans. He was looking for Mr. Green Jeans. So anyway, those boys had a great goose hunt in the morning and they were just thrilled. They came back to my house and this uh, John fella, older guy, he was just so pleased with the hospitality and the meal and, you know, a very modest guy and, and, and to be honest with you, if you looked at this old guy, you thought, you know, he's just an old guy that just didn't have a lot of money and just was so ha happy to get up here and hunt. So anyway, fast forward, Dalton reaches out to us a little while later and says, hey, you know, listen, thanks very much for uh, for having us hunting. Really appreciate it. We would like to return the favor. How would you guys like to come down and visit us in Maryland and come hunting for sea ducks down in Maryland with us? And we're like, hey, you know what? That would be cool. Uh, and he says, yeah, and when you're down there, maybe we'll get you a guided tour of the White House. And we're like, yeah, that'd be great, but sure, like, sure you will. You know, I think we just kind of thought he was joking. So anyway, as we got kind of dates on calendars and everything booked, he reaches out to us again. And he's like, I was serious about that White House tour. Uh, you get me your passports and you get me your uh, information and everything. And we'll do the security and background checks for everybody. And uh, we'll make that happen. So uh, we're like, okay. So we sent off the information. Fast forward to the new year. Uh, so Noodle, myself, and Mark and our wives uh, at the time all went down to, we stayed at, you know, we, we drove down to Maryland. We stayed at uh, Dalton's place. We had dinner with him and his wife and met some of his friends. And uh, they took us on some duck hunts. We went out on the Chesapeake Bay hunted divers, uh, or sea ducks, I guess. Um, unfortunately we were not successful. The guys, uh, I didn't, I didn't get to shoot at all. The guys who did shot were, uh, swing and a miss type shots. Those sea ducks are extremely fast, man. It was crazy. But, um, either way we did see, uh, Chesapeake Bay got out there, had a great time, hunted off a really cool boat. And then, uh, we get back to, to, uh, John's place we come to find out that John is uh, one of the most uh, wealthy men in Maryland and uh, has a has a private duck preserve, you know, 600 acres of basically game farm uh, that we get to hunt on with flooded duck ponds and, you know, places for the ducks to rest. And so Jeff and his son uh, took us out. We find out that Jeff is actually John's hired helper and uh, groundskeeper and the guy that looks after all of John's property and everything john lives in this uh, huge big eighteen thousand square foot home and the entire basement of it so 18 18 000 square feet and i did say thousand eighteen thousand square feet of basement is his games room and taxidermy room where he had over 300 mounts and so again you can see this guy is a very advocate supporter of uh, safari club uh he had like two of every animal man it was like noah's ark in there he had you know 
lions and zebras and he had a polar bear and he had uh, all the turkey species and subspecies um, all full body mounts of each bird he had an elephant ear he had elephant feet as bar stools uh, it was crazy it was like honest to god it was like mr burns house off the simpsons like you know picture the big gates and you drive down this big long driveway to this mansion of a house on the top of the hill and we drive by this little smaller house which is still probably a five thousand square foot home that's where Jeff and his family lived on the premises. And uh, it was a gated community with big, huge steel gates. Um, and then on the other side of the road was the, was the gated entrance into the wildlife preserve that he used as his personal deer hunting, duck hunting place where they would do duck hunts. And just insane. Like the amount of money, just insane. The uh, experience was phenomenal. We got out, took a tour around the place, uh, then we went out duck hunting across the road, um, proceeded to limit out on mallards. I shot a beautiful spoonbill duck that to this day, I wish I was able to take home, picked it out of, uh, of a, of a flock, a bunch of, bunch of ducks came in. I pick out this stud of a greenhead, uh, spoonbill, drop it one shot. It lands in the water behind us. The guide uh, runs out to grab it, and as he goes to give it a twist, he pulls its head off, man, and just pulls it into two. Be you know, I was so bummed out because it would be on my mount today. Uh, but anyway, it is what it is. I have a photo of it. That's all like, the best I can do. But anyway, um, finish up our duck hunt, go back, eat dinner, have a good time at Mr. John's place, uh, you know, a couple of beers and a couple scotches and just kind of give it he gives us a tour of his of his uh room with all the zebra rugs and the full mounts of every animal and it was just such a cool experience and then uh, the next morning we got up and as promised dalton actually did uh, get us a tour of the white house we drove into washington which is a short drive from where we were staying parked and uh got up to the the white house security gates handed in our passports, they confirmed our security clearance and get through the back door of the White House, take a tour through the entirety of the whole place. Uh, of course, we weren't able to get into some of the secure areas. Um, at the time, Barack Obama was president. He was not on the premises at the time. From what I understand, if he would have been there, we would have not been able to get into the, to the tour. So we're standing in the lineup to get into the place and there's a few other people there. And there's a fella behind me, he starts talking, he says, so where are y'all from? And I'm like, well, we're from Canada. And he looks at me and says, Canada? He goes, geez, you must be real important people to get into here. Since 9-11, they don't let any foreigners into this guided area unless you're like a celebrity or some sort of big status. And I'm like, man, we're just a couple of guys from Canada that took a buddy hunting and he pulled some strings and uh, got us in here. And he's like, well, I don't know who your buddy is, but he must be pretty high up there, so... So again, kind of do some homework on uh, who Dalton and his wife are. And turns out his wife was one of the former um, financiers for the Pentagon and the White House and like just huge, huge high up in the government down there and uh, just modest people that you'd never know any different, but extremely intelligent and extremely nice people. And they were just so happy to host us and entertain us and, of course, give us that guided white house tour so we took the tour through the white house got to see all the stuff that you see in pictures and movies and on tv and stuff and uh 
we ended up walking out the front door of those big white pillars that you see at the White House. That's where the tour ended. We walk out the front door, got our picture taken uh, at the White House, and uh, then continued on our trip. Did some shopping down there. Had a great time. Back home to Canada, and uh, it was a lot of fun. A huge part of Go Hunt Birds lore, you know. Um, and, and the reason why I want to share this this point here. This all came into play because we shared bird hunting, which has been our hashtag and our mantra since day one. We're all about taking people hunting, sharing hunting, you know, putting hunting in the forefront. It's the common denominator on a lot of the things we do. When I find out somebody bird hunts or we got chatting with somebody and I find out they duck hunt, man, it's just like an instant bond. And uh, this guy Dalton, like when he, you know, reached out to us and he was a stranger to us. We didn't know him. Uh, we, we went down there a few times since he came up here a few times since COVID kind of put a bit of an end to our connection with him. We haven't uh, really done much since that because of the, you know, inability to travel border cross and stuff like that. But like I said, the, the share bird hunting has just always been what we're really about. And it, it has introduced us to so many people and so many friends and so many experiences. And if it wasn't for bird hunting, I would have never got into the white house as a guest. So if you're uh, a fan of this podcast and a fan of my company, you know, and you, you're uh, following along, like, thanks so much for sharing bird hunting with other people. I know you're doing your best to, to do that kind of stuff. So um, so that's your Friday Fowl focal point for today, how uh, bird hunting got us into the White House. And uh, as I said in the last few podcasts, you know, I want to get some emails from you folks about ideas that I want you to tell me you want to see or hear, sorry, not see, but hear on this podcast. Uh, I did get a couple emails from Simon and Corey and Jason and Josh, and uh, you guys have all gave me some great ideas. Uh, everybody who is sending me an email is uh, going to have their, their idea on the podcast. And of course, I'm going to fire you guys out some infowl answer packages and some swag and stuff like that so thanks for everybody that already has emailed uh and if you have not that email again is info i-n-f-o at gohuntbirds.com fire me over an email tell me what you want to hear on the podcast tell me what you like about the podcast and the company and why you're a supporter and a follower of what we're doing and uh you know if we get that we like what you're what you're doing we'll uh put it up here and get it out there for everyone else to listen to because we're all about sharing bird hunting that's what our mantra is and that you know as this particular episode stresses like you never know where it's going to bring you maybe you'll get a tour of the white house someday be pretty cool